uh, the, the 12th chapter of the book of 1 Kings this morning. And uh, I'm going to start in verse number 25 and read down through verse number 31. And uh, I'm not reading the entire context today, but this is the only context I'll be be able to deal with uh, from because of time constraints. But First Kings chapter twelve, beginning with verse number twenty-five. Then Jeroboam built Shechem and the mountains of Ephraim and dwelt there. Also, he, he went out from there and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom may return to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn back to their Lord. Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Therefore, the king asked advice, make two calves of gold and, and said to the people, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. And he set one up in Bethel, the other he put in Dan. Now, this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one as far as Dan. He made shrines on the high places and made priests from every class of people who were not the sons of Levi. Now, this passage about Jeroboam and what Jeroboam did and what he said, it is the the idea and the spirit behind this is relevant for us today. Because Jeroboam wasn't a good man nor was Rehoboam. Jeroboam wasn't a good man uh, either. And, and he tried his best to keep God's people from going to Jerusalem to worship God. And so he made, he made gods and made altars in Dan and, and Bethel. And he said, here, if you want to worship, this is good enough. For you. You don't have to go to Jerusalem to worship God. This is good enough for you. I want to take this context and, and, and preach to you for a few minutes on this subject. It's too much trouble. It's too much trouble. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Things had been relatively well for almost 80 years. 
the reign of King David had given rise to prosperity uh, for the kingdom as a whole. The kingdom was, was united. It was a united kingdom under the reign of David and, and that of Solomon, uh, his son. So beginning in David's reign, God, God had blessed the people. They, they were not without conflict. They were not without wars. And they were not without even the retribution of God because of the actions of, of people and, and David as well. But, but by and large, the, the kingdom experienced prosperity as, as a whole. But even in times of, of war, God always made a way for them in the end. The, the reign of Solomon was different. Uh, than the reign of David. But the reign of Solomon saw times of greater peace and prosperity than that of David, his father. In the beginning of his reign, Solomon had a heart to please God. There was something about his, his heart, his mind, his spirit. He, he went after God and and he understood that if I am going to be able to to discern things among these people and if I am going to be able to judge with righteous judgment then I I'm, I'm going to need the help of God and so Solomon prayed in the in the beginning of his reign that that uh, that God would give him an understanding heart. We find this in 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 9. He asked God for an understanding heart. And, and it wasn't long after that prayer that, you know, these two harlots came in that, you know, lived together and both of them had children and, and the one woman you know, rolled over during the night, slept on her child and it died. And she, she saw that it, it was dead and she replaced it, you know, with the other woman's child. And, and, uh, and they brought the matter to Solomon. One woman, you know, said this, this lady, you know, she, she slept on her kid during the night and it died. And, and, and before I woke, she exchange kids and, and, and acts like the dead child is mine and the live kid is hers and that's not so. And the other woman said, no, that's not true. The, the dead child is hers and the live kid is mine. And, and, and then Solomon did something that, you know, nobody would expect. And he commanded and said, bring me a sword. And they brought him a sword and Kind of like, you know, I can almost see the two women like, you know, what in the world is about to happen now? And what in the world is he wanting a sword for? And, and, and Solomon, when they, when they brought the sword, Solomon said, I want you to take the child that's alive and, and I want you to cut him down the middle. 
The one half I want you to give to her and the other half I want you to give to this one. And, and, the, and the one that, you know, had the dead child, she said, okay, that's fine, do it. But, but the, the, the real mother of the child, because of her compassion and her love for her child, you know, said, no, no, don't, don't kill the kid. I mean, it, it, if it means that you give the child to her, at least don't kill the child. Solomon said, give the baby to her. She's the rightful mother of the child. And, 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 and the Bible said that everybody heard about this. They heard about the wisdom of Solomon and, and even his wisdom and, and his knowledge, you know, went beyond the barriers of Egypt and, and, uh, and, and to the, the queen of Sheba that came to, you know, to hear and to see for herself if the things that she had heard of him were true. But Solomon asked for an understanding heart and, and he walked in the ways of God. First Kings 4 and 24 said that, that the, the land had peace on every side all around him. So the reign of Solomon was a, was a peaceful time in Israel and people prospered and things looked, looked really well. But, but there came a time that the kingdom began to experience fragmentation. That which had been solidified because of obedience began to come apart because of disobedience. And it, and it began with the one who should have known better, Solomon, the man of wisdom. See, the peaceful rise, you know, came about because of the wisdom and the understanding that God gave to him to be able to rule and judge and make determinations between the children of Israel. But that man, that was world-renowned for his wisdom and his riches and his wealth and, and the peaceful kingdom that God had given him because of his heart for God as a young man. That that God solidified because of obedience then began to unravel and it began to, be, began to come apart even before the death of Solomon. Let me stop momentarily and say this. Things always begin to unravel when disobedience enters the picture. Lives begin to go astray. Things begin to happen in individual lives that sometimes we don't understand and, and certainly we don't like. And things begin to unravel because of disobedience. Families are torn apart because of disobedience. Peace of mind that God would give then becomes a, a mind that becomes 
disoriented and fragmented because disobedience has entered the picture. So, so that then even God Himself would solidify because of our obedience to His way and His Word and, and seeking after Him. That that He brings together now can be torn apart because disobedience enters the picture and so it was with Solomon. Again, Solomon should have known better. Things began to head the wrong direction when the Bible said in 1 Kings 11 and 1, but Solomon loved many Foreign women. But Solomon loved. It talks about the attributes of Solomon. The Bible speaks of his wisdom and his knowledge and his understanding and the the heart that God gave him. It, It talked about his house and the house of God that he built and the time that he spent on each one, the years and building and, and the materials and, and how that God blessed and Solomon had horses imported from Egypt and other places and, 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 they, and they were bought at a current price. He, he had chariots that were imported out of Egypt. He had everything. He had wisdom, understanding from the Lord. But the next thing is said about Solomon. But Solomon loved many foreign women. The Bible says, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh. Women of the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Sidonians, and the Hittites. And, and the Bible says, goes on and says that he had, what was it, 300, 300 wives and 700 concubines or, or vice versa. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines and all of these worked together, the Bible said, to turn his heart away from God. For it was when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart unto other gods and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God. That heart that had sought God. That heart that had searched the ways of God. That heart that had asked God to give him an understanding heart and a heart of wisdom. And that heart that was directed towards God now became turned and directed towards idols and idol worship and other gods. And so before Solomon died, that kingdom that God had unified now began to to fracture and began to splinter. These wives led him away. And I'm not going to spend uh, uh, much more time uh, in in the background of that. but, But when his heart was turned away from the Lord, then God allowed adversaries to arise against Solomon. Hadad the Edomite and Rezin the son of Eliada. But rebellion 
even got closer to home. When the Bible talks about Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was a servant of Solomon, also rebelled against the king. So this rebellion began a split in the United Kingdom at the death of Solomon. Rehoboam, his son, reigned in the south. And Jeroboam, what was become to become the northern kingdom. Neither of these men were godly men and followed in the ways of the Lord. But then when the country would, would have gone for Rehoboam and against Jeroboam, then there began rivals and conflicts there. And, and so the word of God came to a man of God or came to uh, Shimei, the man of God, saying, Speak to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all the house of Judah and Benjamin and the rest of the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, You shall not go up or fight against your brothers, the children of Israel. But let every man return to his house, for this thing is from me. God is saying through Shimei, the man of God, this division, this split, this splintering of the kingdom is from me. It's something that I have allowed. Amen. And I just want to say one word of, of caution again. When you begin to turn your heart from the ways of God, there is always going to be consequences. Amen. Things will never remain the same. Amen. When, when you have a heart to follow after God and the ways of God and you're obedient to the Lord and then you begin to turn and you follow other things and other ideas and other philosophies and the things of this world. Can I tell you, your life will never be the same again because there are things that's coming that the book said is from God. God will allow things. He'll allow that splintering, that division, that coming apart because disobedience always has its consequences. And so Shimei told Rehoboam, don't you go up there and start fighting against your brothers. Because what's happening is from God. It's from the Lord. And so, and so then we come, we come down. And the Bible said they obeyed the word of the Lord. And turned back according to the word of the Lord. When they turned back according to the word of God. Then Jeroboam saw that as a strategic time to begin his move and, and his influence in the people which would be ultimately the northern kingdom. Because the Bible said then, it was then, when Jeroboam understood there's not going to be
will be war between us and, and the two tribes of the south. There's not going to be war between us and, and those that are following Rehoboam. And Jeroboam in his mind, he thought now is the time to move. Now is a strategic time. And so then Jeroboam built Shechem in the mountains of Ephraim and he dwelt there. Shechem was a stronghold for Jeroboam. It was a strong city. And he stayed there. And also he went out from there and then he built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, he said, now the kingdom may return to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem. He said, here's what's going to happen. Then the heart of this people is going to turn back to their Lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they're going to kill me, and they're going back to Rehoboam in Judah. So what I have got to do, and here is where a strategic plan was hatched straight out of the, the pits of hell itself that plagued Israel all the days of its life. It was rebellion against worship of God. And so Jeroboam said, listen, these people can't be going back to Jerusalem to worship God. I've got to do something. I've got to intervene here. I've got to give some alternative plan here to keep these people from going back to the house of God. Because if they go back to the house of God, their heart is going to be turned. God's going to do something. God's going to get a hold of them. And their heart is going to be turned back to Rehoboam. And so I have got to introduce a plan, an alternative to keep these people out of the house of God. So he made gods. He made idols. He put one in Dan in the north and he put one in Bethel towards the south. And he said, listen, it's really too much trouble for y'all to go to Jerusalem to worship the Lord. After all, it's too far. You're, you're going to have to travel. You're going to have to plan to get to Jerusalem. It's too far. It's, it's too much trouble to go to the house of God and worship God. We've got a place in Dan now, and we've got a place down in Bethel. You can go there. It's, it's, it's a short trip to Dan. It's a short trip to Bethel. And you can go there, and you can worship God. You don't need to go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Come on. I mean, what sense does it make for you to travel all the way to Jerusalem to get to God's house when you can worship in Dan or you can go to Bethel? Amen. Can I tell you something? In the day and the age that we live right now, amen, hell is always going to have an alternative.
imperative to keep God's people out of the house of God and away from the altars of worship. But listen, you can't fall for that today. We still need to be in the house of God. We still need to be in the presence of the Lord. Alternatives abound. Oh, you don't you don't have to go to church to worship God. Just they got a they got a Facebook feed. Same difference. Just watch it on video. You don't have to go to the house of God to worship. They got a YouTube channel. Just watch it on YouTube. I mean. After all, you know, I don't feel feel as good today. It's too much trouble today to get to the house of God. I've I've got to go through all of this process because of things that have happened. It's, It's too much trouble to get there. I'll just watch it online or I'll catch it later or I'll listen to, you know, to, to the MP3 or 4 or, or whatever the case is. Hey Amen. It's just too much trouble to go and worship God. But we need to understand again, even in the day that we live, the Bible is still true. And the writer to the Hebrew saints made this statement. He said, not the forsaking of the assembling of yourselves together in the house of God as the manner of some is. He said, you got to go to church. Jeroboam, you got to go to church. You got to go to church, Jeroboam. Hey man, I know you've got an ulterior motive here. You're, you're afraid that if they go to the house of God, something's going to happen. And that should always be the case. I'm telling you, when you get to the house of God, there ought to be change in everybody here. Everybody ought to walk out of this place today a different way than when you came in. Amen. So... It's not convenient. It's too much trouble, Jeroboam, to go to church. And so, people begin to go to Dan, and they begin to go to Bethel to worship. And you say, well, what's the problem there? I'll tell you what the problem is. When they got to Dan and started worshiping, they were not worshiping the Holy One of Israel. That's right. And when they got down to Bethel, they were not worshiping the Holy One of Israel, but they began to worship false and pagan gods. They began to worship different things and different ideas and different philosophies. And why? Because it was just too much trouble in the eyes of one to make it to the house of God. And I'm going to tell you something. We're living in that day right now. We're living in that time right now. We're living in that hour right now. Amen. That the world would say, it's too much trouble to go to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. It's just just too much trouble there and and uh, you know there, there's alternatives out there you know and if if there is one thing if there's one thing that COVID taught the people of God 
is that there are alternatives to going to the house of God to worship. After all, I might get sick if I go to church. I'll just watch the YouTube feed. I'll watch the Facebook video. Same difference. But I'm going to tell you something right now, it's not the same difference. Amen. Because what's in the house of God is not going to be duplicated at home on, on a live feed somewhere. Amen. What's, what, what's in the house of God, the reality of what's in the house of God is not going to be duplicated. Amen. On a YouTube feed or, or even a, 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 a CD. It's not there. You may hear the same word, but the spirit, the atmosphere, the spirit of the time is going to be different. And the world has told us there's alternatives to go into the house of God. But you listen to me Jeroboam you still got to go to church because things happen in the house of God that's not going to happen anywhere else and the church said I want you to notice the next thing the word of the Lord said about this alternative you'd just be in just too much trouble to get there. After all, I'm tired today. After all, I'm a little under the weather today. There's too much trouble to get there. So there's alternatives. But what you're going to find in Dan is not healing for your body, your mind, and your spirit. And what you find down in Bethel is not going to put your family together. And it's not going to save your kids and your grandkids and your family. Amen. Because there are no alternatives to worshiping God in the house of the Lord. There are no alternatives. Now listen, you did not hear me say that COVID was not real because we have numerous people in this congregation uh, that, that were sick with COVID. My wife and I, you know, uh, uh, at, the, at the same time. I'm not saying that COVID was not real. I'm not, I, I would not dare to say because our, our family lost an entire generation of males within three months' time. The last three remaining men of that particular generation was lost within three months' time all because of COVID. I'm not saying COVID was not real. I'm saying COVID taught us some things. And COVID taught us that there can be an alternative in Dan. And there can be an alternative down in Bethel. But hear me again. And I I am not saying COVID was not real. And I am not saying that God's people should not have taken precautions. 
Amen. But COVID taught us that there were alternatives and of worshiping the Lord. And COVID taught us there was alternatives in our faith towards God because COVID taught us what fear is really all about. Amen. Because when we when we're afraid to go in public and when we're afraid, you know, to do this and that because of fear, and churches were locked down because of fear and, and had to go through all of this kind of stuff. Amen. I'm telling you right now, there's still no alternative to the house of God. You can go to Dan all you want. You can go to Bethel all you want, but there's no alternative to being in the house of God. And in the presence of the Lord. So it taught us some things. It taught us how to fear instead of have faith. And it taught us that even in 2021, 22, that there's a Dan and there's a Bethel. It's too much trouble to go to the house of the Lord. It's just too far. It takes too much to get there. And once you get there, you don't ever know what's going to happen when you get there. I mean, I may come, come away with COVID. Well, you could come away with the flu too. Right. It's the same virus, but we don't worry too much about the flu. Even though there's more people die on an annual basis in this nation with the flu virus than ever did with COVID. We don't worry about that one. But see, the spirit of the age taught us that there's a Dan and there's a Bethel. And it's too hard. It's just too much trouble to get to the house of the Lord. What was the response of this? What was God's take on it? I want you to look. I want you to look here in verse number 30. I want you to look in verse number 30. Because the Bible said, now this thing. What thing? This proposal of Jeroboam. That is just too much trouble to get to church. This thing, this idea, this way of thinking, the Bible said, became a sin. It became a sin. Amen. It became a sin. Somebody say sin. sin. It became a sin. This idea that it's just too much trouble to get to church. This idea that it's just too far. I just, and I'd be better off in Dan or Bethel. This thing became a sin. So much so that listen to me. You, you think, well, we are living in a modern time now. We do have technologies and we got all of these kinds of things. And, you know, and we don't necessarily have to go to church to be in church. And, 
You know, you can make church anywhere you go after all. You know, we can pop this video in. You know, and, and here we go. This, this idea, this concept, that is just too much trouble to go to church. This idea, this thing, the book says, became a sin. This idea that says, well, I don't, I don't necessarily have to go tonight and God understands. Oh, I tell you, tell you what, I'm just so I'm just so tired today because we had all of this going on yesterday, you know, being Saturday, and I've already told you about that Saturday business. You you need to spend the better part of Saturday getting ready for Sunday. Because you got to get ready to be in the presence of God. You you got to go through a process. You got to cleanse yourself from the barnacles of the world to be in the presence of God. Amen. So so you got to go through this. And I'm going to tell you, it's just too much trouble today. It's not going to matter if I miss a service or I can go to Dan or I can go to Bethel. I can watch it. I can listen. I can, I can get the CD. Whatever this thing the Bible said became a sin. To, to what degree? To what degree did it become a sin? I'll tell you what degree it became a sin. It became a sin that God never forgot. Because when, when you go through the history of the Old Testament, you see the Lord bringing this back up time after time after time after time after time. Because this leader, this leader did not depart from the sin of Jeroboam, his father, in the point that he caused Israel to sin. See, what the Lord is saying is this. When, 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 when you are presented with an alternative and you say it's just too much trouble to go to the place of worship, to worship God, I'm going to avail myself of these alternatives. Then God looks at that and says that's a sin. And it goes all the way back to whoever started that business that would keep people out of the house of God and say it's just too much trouble to get there. The, the cost is too great today. It, it's just taking too much time. It's, it, it's just, it, you know, I can, I, I, I can do this or that this once and God, it'll be alright with God. After all, God knows how I feel. God knows what I've been through this past week. God knows, God knows what's going on in my life. Amen. But when we begin to entertain that, God looks at that and said, this thing is a sin and He never forgot it in Israel's history. Every time somebody offered those alternatives, God began to initiate things in those people and He makes mention of it because He sinned in the sin of Jeroboam His father in the thing that He caused the people to sin. See, it became an issue with God. I said it became an issue with God. 
I say again, it was an issue with God that as long as these people persisted in this type of behavior and worship, God never forgot it. You read it again over and over. He sinned in the sin of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, in the thing that he caused Israel to sin. See, we're presented in the day and age that we live. We have things that Israel and Jeroboam didn't have access to nowadays. We've got all kinds of devices. And listen, I'm not against all of that. I'm not against all of that. I'm not against videoing. And we're, we're going to get back to it when I get some, when I'm able to get somebody in here that can troubleshoot our problems. We're, we're going to do it again, but listen to me. Listen to me. I'll tell you right now, that is not an alternative to the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're not setting that up in Dan, and we're not setting that up in Bethel. And saying if it's too hard, if it's too much trouble for you to get to the house of God, then you've got this. No, a thousand times no. And were that to ever become an issue, we'll destroy Dan and we'll destroy Bethel. Amen. Because we're going to preserve the house of God. Amen. We're going to keep coming to the house of God. Amen. Can I tell you, it's not too much trouble for me to drive to be in the house of God. I understand I'm going to find something here that I I'll never find out there somewhere. I don't care if there is an altar in Dan. I don't care if there is an establishment in Bethel. I'm going to find in the house of God what I will not find anywhere else. So we got all kinds of things today telling us it's just too much trouble. It's too much trouble. And once we begin to entertain that, then we're headed on a downward spiral. Because not only is your worship going to become contaminated, but also the ministry will become contaminated and contemptuous in the eyes of God itself. Because it, it didn't start, it didn't start innocently. Jeroboam, Jeroboam wasn't looking to make it easier on the people of God to worship when he told them it's too, too, too much trouble for you to go to Jerusalem. Well, you can worship in Dan or you can worship in Bethel. The idea was not to ease of the people to worship. The idea was if they get to Jerusalem, if they make it to Jerusalem, and make it to the house of God, God is going to start changing their hearts. God's going to start changing their minds. And can I tell you something? That's the way it always should be. When you come into the house of God, there should be a change. Amen. There should be a spirit to get a hold of you. Amen. The spirit of God and the spirit of the Word of God. It ought to be here every time. There ought to be something get a hold of every Everybody that walks in the door, saint or sinner or like, that they're not finding anywhere else in their life, hell, or any other place in their life. There should be something. Jeroboam was right. If they go to church, something's going to happen. God's going to start working on them. 
I'm going to lose my prestige. I'm going to lose my power. I'll lose, I'll lose that which I am assuming through rebellion. I'm going to lose it all if they make it to church. Let me ask you a question. Isn't that just like the devil? Isn't that just like the devil? To try to tell you it's too hard to go to worship. It's just too much trouble. You can do this and you can do that. Same difference. I mean, you're, you watch it on video, it's the same preacher. You know, you're listening to, you know, the words that he's saying. It's the same words he said when, you know, when he was in church. So really, really, what's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. The adversary of your soul knows that if you make it to the house of God, there's a great chance that God's going to change you. Amen. And God's going to do some things in you that He does not want done. And so He'll take all of these alternatives and say, we got one here and we got one down here. Take your pick. Whichever is closest, take your pick. I'm not and I've never been an advocate for God's people to go to the church that's necessarily closest to them. I'm an advocate of you going to the house of God that adheres to the true word of the Lord. I don't care if apostolic, I don't care if UPCI is, is on the banner. I don't care if the word Pentecostal is there. I, I don't care what's there. You need to find yourself in a house of God that adheres strictly to the inerrancy and the final authority of the Word of God. Amen. So it may not be advantageous for you to go to Dan or you to go to Bethel. You may have to make the journey. Amen. It may, it may be a lot of trouble. But I'm telling you, when you get to Jerusalem, amen, you get to the house of God, God can do something there that you can't find anywhere else. Amen. And Jeroboam said, we can't take a chance of that happening. We can't take a chance of them going to Jerusalem, getting in the presence of God and God changing their mind about some things. So we got these alternatives and, and we've got them today. Alternatives galore. But listen, be careful. Be very careful that that sin or that thing does not become a sin. Because when it becomes a sin and one persists in that behavior, it's something that God will not forget. Amen. Until that behavior is repented of and the life has changed direction, God will never forget and He never forgot the sin of Jeroboam the son of Nebat 
He always called him out because, because they did the sin of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Then I did this. Amen? Amen. Again, we're living in a very modern age, and I don't decry that. Listen, I'm for modern technology. If it's something that can be used in, in a proper manner. But I'm going to tell you something right now. This modern technology can become a thing that becomes a sin. In the eyes of God. When you put more time in this than you put in the Word of God, it's a sin. Amen. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. I'm going to just be, be strong enough and blunt enough to say it. When, when you stare at this more than you stare at the Word of the Lord, it's a sin. It has become a sin. And we got all kinds of things that can, that can become sins that, that's flooding and it's increasing and increasing. And listen, it's not going to slow down either. It's not going to slow down. Not going to slow down. It gets bigger. It gets better. It gets more productive. It gets more powerful. It gets more efficient. It gets more whatever. And I had a beef with Verizon. Got it where I couldn't make calls in, in my house. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going up there. And when I get there, I'm going to be nice, but we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting about this business. You know, so I, I went in and God said, can I help you? And I said, I hope you can. I didn't tell him, but I'm like, if you can't, we're going to have some problems. And I, I've been with you since before Verizon was Verizon, and that's a long time ago. But I can be with somebody else. What's the deal? I can't make phone calls in my home. I can't. Receive, I, I get drop calls, I get fail calls, I get this mess over and over. And I said, I'm going to tell you, I'm about to the frustration point that I'm fixing to do something with it. Stomp this phone, chunk it out the truck window, run over it, something. Let, let me check your plan. Oh, I see the problem right now. What's that? Oh, you're on this, uh, you're on this basic plan here. You need to be on this one. I said, what's the difference besides money? Well, this one here is if you've got a neighborhood and you've got a lot of calls coming in that neighborhood, you're, you're kind of on low priority, so you can drop calls and have call fails and not receive calls. But if you're on this plan right here, well, how much is that plan? Oh, it's just $10 more a month. Is that going to make my wife be able to? Oh, yes, sir, it will. Okay, then I'll pay... Put me on the right plan. I'll pay $10 more a month to, to keep from this aggravation. You know, that, that was his first alternative. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, I, I see your wife's got an LG phone. Yeah. Do you know LG don't make phones anymore? Did not. Don't keep up with LG. Well, we got an alternative. See, the world's got all kinds of alternatives. We, we got an alternative to that. That, that, that LG's outdated. They don't even make them anymore. 
I said, so what's, what's, what's the alternative? It's a Motorola this. I'm telling you, this thing is bigger, it's better, it's more powerful, it's more efficient. The battery, And he went on down the list of why his alternative was better than what we had. Now you can buy that phone today. And it's going to increase your monthly payments only by $6.25 a month. I said, you just give me the information. You know, because uh, my wife's not here, and if she wants, you know, to deal to, to do this, and that's up to her. And she, I tell you what, you can go ahead and buy it and drop it off to her. <laughs> Alternatives. I said, I said, listen, buddy. I'm on a short leash right now. I said, my next stop is the airport. I'm not going to my wife's work. I'm not going to see her, and I'm not going back. My next stop is the airport. I'm flying to the West Coast. If she wants to deal with it, she can come deal with it. Just give, oh, yeah, well, uh, can you call her? (laughs) See, all kinds of alternatives. Can you call her? Yes, I can call her, but I'm not. Just deal with my problem. If she wants a new phone, she'll come get it. I'll even tell her who to look for. All kinds of alternatives. Oh, my phone. iPhone 12. iPhone 12 Pro, I think. You know, now iPhone 14 is better. It's more efficient. It's more powerful. It's got a better camera on it. Got all these kind of doodads. All alternatives. I said, if we fix the call issue, my phone's working just fine. And I know they still make iPhones. Come to find out, I went on a $10 more month plan and I fixed the problem myself. Fixed it myself. Figured out what to do. Fixed it myself. So here's the thing. I didn't need his alternatives. I didn't need them. I'm going to tell you something this morning in closing. This world has a lot of things to offer. There's a lot of alternatives to physically being in the house of the Lord and worshiping God. But once you start heading that direction... You're going to start down a slippery slope that not only is going to affect your life, it's going to affect your family, but it will also affect the people that the ministry of God that you accept in your life. Because once Jeroboam introduced this thing that became sin to Israel, once he introduced these alternatives, the next thing that was affected which was the ministry. Because he made priests, the Bible said, from every class of people who were not the sons of Levi. And even in the next chapter, the Bible says that after this event, it it was the death, what, what happens next, is the prophet of God that God t- goes tells and goes with a message, and He tells that prophet 
When you deliver this message, you don't stay there. You don't eat bread in that place and you don't drink water in that place either. And when you leave to go back home, you leave by a different route than when you came into the city. And, and the sons of an old prophet that had just accepted the things of Jeroboam and the ways of Jeroboam heard about it and, and told their daddy and their daddy... You know, had him go and bring him here. And, and, and the prophet, the man of God, failed God. Because he was lied to and, and, and went on his way home. And a lion met him in the road and killed him. And, and even God used that as a warning because the Bible said the lion did not, did not eat the carcass of the man. And it didn't bother the donkey that the man was riding on. They were both standing by the carcass when they, when they was found in the middle of the road. As if God saying, I'm going to tell you what, my word is true. And I'll, I'll prove to you that I mean what I say because I'll make a donkey, I'll make a donkey act unnaturally. He'll stand there in the presence of a lion. And I'll make a lion act unnaturally because he'll be in the presence of what would be food, natural food to him and never touch it. I'll make two animals act in totally, totally contrary to the nature that I created them to have to prove to you that I'm serious about what I say. And so after this, the Bible said, after this event... Jeroboam did not turn from his evil way. But again, he made priests from every class of people for the high places. Whoever wished, he consecrated him. And he became one of the priests of the high places. And again, verse 34 of chapter 13 says, And this thing was the sin, the sin of the house of Jeroboam so as to exterminate and destroy it from the face of the earth. There's some things God would determine God would destroy, he'd exterminate and he'd destroy some things if his people would just live according to what he said to do. Amen. It's just too much trouble. Let's stand this morning. It's just too much trouble. I think I will. I think I'll just take one of the alternatives. Be careful. Be careful. Be very careful. Because there's something about Jerusalem. And there's something about the house of God. God chose Jerusalem. Even under the reign of David. God chose Jerusalem and He said, That's the city I'm going to put my name on. Solomon built the house of God. That his father David wanted to build, but Solomon built it. And he told Solomon, this is the house. This is the house I'm going to put my name on. This is the house that I'm going to meet you. This is the house 
that I have approved for worship. It's not in Dan and it's not in Bethel. This is the house. Amen? Amen. And when the world starts flooding in and giving you all of these alternatives, you need to say one thing. You know what? There is a house that God has chosen to meet me at. And it's not on this venue and it's not on that. But it's in the house of God. The house of God is where I'm going to get my healing. The house of God is where I'm going to get deliverance. The house of God is where I'm going to find the encouragement of of brothers and sisters of like precious faith. The house of God is where I'm going to find fellowship with God's people. Don't let the alternatives become sin. Amen.